Welcome. In this episode, I talk about EdTech conferences and what can be done with them. Hello, everyone. My name is David Campman, and this is Of Tech and Learning, where we cover technology, learning, and education, and everything in between. Welcome to episode 12. I am happy to keep on with the fun, so to speak. So moving on to another topic related to EdTech. And this one is inspired by Ed Surge. They recently did an article on the state of conferences and basically saying why they're going to try and avoid going to ed tech conferences. Now, I'm linking the article where I'm posting this podcast and I recommend you read it because they're not just blasting ed tech conferences as you might think, you know, with the title. They do present a very substantial argument. Okay? Um, the one thing that really kind of stuck out to me in their argument that is really kind of true is we're not really doing things at ed tech conferences that match how innovative we actually want to be with technology. And that's kind of a really important point that we want to do all these amazing things and have students do awesome things with technology and have professors be able to have amazing uh, type of classes because of what we give to them. But our conference is pretty much standard. And I mean, I've gone to a decent number of conferences. I wouldn't say I've gone to all of the conferences. And honestly, I probably haven't gone to enough small conferences to kind of see how they compare. And by small, I mean, you know, 500 people or less type of conference. But I do definitely feel that there's kind of the standard type of a conference where you have sessions upon sessions and a keynote speaker or two and so on and so forth. And that is kind of a traditional format. Now, the types of sessions and the topics can add some variety to it, but let's be honest. The discussion that happens on Twitter and the talking that happens in the evenings, honestly, are probably just as engaging and worthwhile as going to an actual session. And I've talked to a few people about, you know, what sessions do they pick? How do they pick which session do they attend? And generally, the consensus is they try to stick with people's names that they know and trust. Meaning they know that this person's going to have some interesting ideas and present it in a worthwhile manner and that they're not wasting their time going to a session that's very disorganized 
or lacking merit or just kind of a ramble. And that's where they're, they're, they're planning on spending their time. To which they don't need to go to that person's session because they probably know that person and they probably talk to them outside of the session and, and get more in-depth with the conversation on that level. So the sessions, how they're organized, and maybe the structure could possibly change. Now, I've gone to some different conferences, more business-oriented, and a lot of those will, unless they're really, really large, only one or two live sessions going on at any given time. And while this can be kind of limiting in the variety of topics, in a sense it's not. Because when I go to a conference, I do see a lot of somewhat repetitive topics, just maybe with a little different focus. And maybe that's more worthwhile to have in a large discussion with all those different topics going on at once. So there is something to be said about having that very focused one or two tracks that people can kind of tie into and maybe do something different with it. Now, I'm not saying that that's the best, best method, but it's a different take on it that I haven't really seen used in many educational conferences. Smaller conferences can have a lot more value in that there is a larger opportunity for those discussions, those work groups, those types of things, because you just don't have to deal with the sheer number of people. But for people like myself in the Midwest, those can come at a disadvantage because picking the right one can be kind of problematic. One of the reasons that I attend the larger conferences is that I don't get to go to a lot of conferences. So I am very particular on trying to maximize who I'm going to be able to be around and the topics that I could potentially hear about when I go. So there's a positive and a negative to those smaller conferences as well. Now, I think there is a very big positive to EdTech conferences and the arguments made in the Ed Surge article, I felt kind of missed this point because they are experts. They have been through it. They've built their network already. And myself, having just gone through this year, uh, just a few years ago, I really get this part of it. For people newer to the industry of ed tech, or higher education in general, an ed tech conference is an opportunity to meet a lot of amazing people who want to help, who reach out and want to connect with them. I went through this. I went to Educause as my first conference, which was kind of funny because I was completely by myself and tossed in with a ton of people. And I found some educators that just welcomed me in and helped me build my professional network. 
and the other conferences that I started going to afterwards, that same process happened over and over again. Whenever I would go to a conference and reach out to people, they would be reciprocating and very helpful. I have yet to find somebody at an EdTech conference who just wasn't willing to help, to talk and engage. Now, I don't know how this compares to other types of industries, but to me that speaks volumes for how much people in EdTech want to improve. Now, in the Ed Surge article, they talked about how networking is done all over the place, outside of the conferences and all that. And that's great, and it does. But it's only happening for people who have already established those networks. For newer people to the industry, they don't have this. And to assume that, okay, right now we're good, everybody has their networks, that's just wrong. Because people are retiring and you know leaving our industry and, and the network. And we also have a bunch of new people coming in consistently that want that mentorship, that want to be part of something bigger. And to just kind of say, well, we already have our group. We're good. That's missing a lot of opportunity because those new people coming in have a lot of value. They have new perspectives, they have insight, and really one of the po most positive things I can think about with new people coming in is they're not cynical. They still believe there is a ton of potential and they don't see those obstacles that we perceive because we've been through it. And while that is a good and a bad thing, you know, if you don't perceive the obstacles, you might take a run at it in a different method and get past the obstacle that you didn't even know was there. So uh, that right there to me is a reason to keep going to EdTech conferences and the value that they bring. So what I want is for you know the industry to encourage transformation to encourage to grow how our conferences operate and how they reach out and actually bring in members, bring in their audience. I've started to see some of it happening in some of the different conferences out there, but it'd be nice for a little bit more movement as a whole, and yet I understand this is following kind of the traditional educational model. You don't want to just throw everything out of with, you know, the dishwater just because you want to make a few improvements. That doesn't help. So let's continue making progress. Let's continue trying new things and see where it takes us. You know, one ironic thing is that a lot of times the vendors at these conferences and the members uh, attending the conference have amazing educational and technology abilities. Just think about it. We have some of the best educators, the best people with technology, and the best people that can produce technology in one spot. Why not use that to make such an awesome joining 
of discussion and collaboration that is possible. Rather than seeing the vendors as people who can just supply money and the people who are attending to just supply the sessions, you know, do something different with that. I think there's a lot of potential there. So thank you all for taking the time to listen. And I hope you are all enjoying your summers. For those of you that are in areas battered with weather, best of luck to you. I hope the best uh, for all things to return to normal. And have a very excellent day.